you are listening to episode number 46 of Reflections from WT. I am Randy Ray. This is Dr. Walter Windler, the 11th president of West Texas A&M University. And we have a special guest with us today, Kendra Potts. Hello. Hello. <laughs> First of all, how was Christmas break? It was much needed, and <laughs> I got a lot of snuggles and playtime with the kids, and just a lot of family time, so it was it was amazing. Yeah. Yes. Dr. Windler, did you have a good one? I did. I did. We took a surprise trip. We went to the West Coast for a couple of days, which turned out to be very nice. Yeah. We hadn't planned to do that. We saw all the family on uh, Thanksgiving. They were up here. Dallas clan and the Beaumont clan, they all came up here, so... Then they went to the in-laws on Christmas. Yeah. So well, it it's, always, it's always nice to mm-hmm. have a break. It's one of the nice things. We have a nice break mm-hmm. in our job. Mm-hmm. I always say it's really hard to leave, and then it's kind of hard to come back. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm glad to be back. I'm glad to be back in the groove. I'm excited about this semester, and I'm excited about having you here today. Well, thank you. I'm excited to be here today. Yeah. You mentioned uh, earlier you had three kids, mm-hmm. Ella, Easton, and Elizabeth. How, how was that work with being a coach? Well, uh, I got to give a huge shout out to my husband. He is <laughs> like, yes, he is dad of the year every year for our family. And he's he just supports everything we do here. We met here at WT. And so this place holds a special, I mean, just uh, in our hearts. And so he wants to do whatever he can as a husband, but also as a father to help our family and, and be able to do things while we're in season. We were actually able to take Ella to Seattle we knew the young ones it probably would have been a little difficult for. Mm-hmm. And so Ella's 10. She, I think she's going to have a core memory of that trip. That was very special. So she had a daddy-daughter vacation with Jim while we were in Seattle, but she got to see the whole thing <laughs> from start to finish. It was amazing. So, so yeah. you charmed. Yeah, oh, it was yeah, awesome. You lead a charmed life. That's a wonderful thing. <laughs> it's it's wonderful. Thing. <laughs> so you went to school at WT. Yes. You, you were a player here. Mm-hmm. How was that transition from being a player to being a coach? I used to think being a player was just the, you know, the most challenging thing and the transition to the coaching world. Wow. As a player, you get those endorphins out. You get to release, you know, and as a coach, you got to stay calm even when you're inside, probably wanting to, to, to let some things out. And so that transition as the roles, that was pretty challenging, but I had, I have great mentors, you know, Tony Greystone took me in and so grateful for him. But being able to come back here and coach at a place that I played, that's just the icing because leaving, going to AM Corpus Christi was amazing for us. We learned, we grew so much as coaches there. But when we left, man, that's when I realized WT, like the, the support, the community, the families that just take our players in, that's not everywhere. I kind of assumed that that's how it was because that's all I knew. That is all I knew as a as a player. And coming back here, the, those things don't change. You know, we, you want to evolve and change, but the things that don't change around here are the love and support from the people at WT, but also the community around. And so that's just been super special. Yeah, I, I don't think a lot of people realize that. Dr. Windler, have you experienced the same thing? You've you've worked at a lot of different schools, right? Uh, how how is the athletic culture here different? It's very strong, and I think it's what Kendra mentions. There's a lot of support, on, the, especially in the extended community. On campus, too, although I'm always wanting to see more students out of games, although I'm not always the best example. I've got another job other than being a fan, and I am a fan. I'm a serious fan. But what I think what this athletics is a well-oiled machine, the intercollegiate athletics at WT. A lot of that goes to Michael McBroom, who yeah. keeps the yeah. thing moving. You know, he's like all of us. He's, uh, you know, he is good. 
better days than some days are better than others. But the bottom line is he keeps this thing moving. And just, I was at the NCAA meeting in San Antonio last week and they went through the championships and everybody gave a rousing round of applause. This was amongst the presidents, just the presidents, it's a small group. But Jay, the commissioner for the LSC, went through all the championships and so on from false points. And WT was involved in everything, save football, but everything else. It's remarkable to see that. And if you look at the general quality of intercollegiate and the GPAs, what's the volleyball GPA? Our team GPA was a 3.6. I think I was equally proud of that. And you should be. And I always ask that. I like winning as much as anybody. I've got a competitive spirit. I played a little hockey in community college. I like I like to compete. I like to compete in the job that I'm in, you know, compete with other universities and trying to find who we are in a way that's a little different. Very easy if you pay attention to the panhandle. But the bottom line is this intercollegiate athletics is the most well-oiled machine that I've ever seen. doesn't necessarily have the most resources. We mm-hmm. scrap for everything we've got. And there's a lot of competition for our, our strong coaches. We get people constantly being uh, approached by other institutions. We do everything we can to keep the good ones. And by good ones, I mean they know that student athletes are students first, and they're concerned about the team GPA, just what Kendra said. Mm-hmm. 3.6, that's that's a, that's much yeah. higher than the general student yeah. population. These yeah. girls work hard, mm-hmm. and, and I'm proud of that. And that's the lesson that they take with them. I don't know how many will eventually play professional volleyball. My guess is a very, very tiny number. But the ethics, the attitudes, the values, the sort of the nature of the Texas panhandle will never leave them and will always have great values. So I think that's what it does. Kendra, how do you do that? How do you encourage your athletes to excel in the classroom? Well, if we're as coaches not expressing excitement about that side of things, I can't ask them to. I think it starts with us as like how we set the tone for anything. If we're asking girls to be energetic in the gym, but we're not, mm-hmm. it doesn't work. Same thing. So we we put a lot of attention to academic meetings weekly. It's really more time management and schedule. You know, they're smart, but we want to make sure we're helping them with just being able to organize, make sure that they're being proactive with professors, face-to-face conversations, and, and being able to say, hey, I'm missing, not I missed. You know, it's... Uh, Just being proactive and all of that, showing that initiative. I know they don't realize it right now, but it's going to carry over and help them so much in the real world, you know, just being able to communicate that way. But we put a big, strong emphasis on that as a staff. And I think it is. If if we're excited about something, they're going to be excited about something. So we hold ourselves accountable on that. But those academic meetings actually turn into just like personal conversation, you know, just kind of letting us know what they're doing. And so I, I actually really appreciate that part of our job. It turns into two things. We're checking on them as people, and we're also making sure they feel good about things in the classroom. I have friends that work at other universities, and they oh, they roll their eyes and say, "I have you know, I have five or eight or ten athletes in my classroom," and they kind of dread it. But I always look forward to it because they always do well. Mm-hmm. It's it's all of our sports too. Yeah, yeah, no, it is. Mm-hmm. It is. No matter the one loss record, I think that's something that. Michael McBroom has helped tremendously with is this idea that these student athletes need to perform academically. Mm -hmm. I think campus-wide, our student athletes have attained higher GPAs this year than ever before in the history, and almost every sport has Mm -hmm. reached 
And if they're off their peak a little bit, it's just by a margin. It's not a lot. In other words, consistently perform. And I'll tell you something else. One of the things I appreciate about our coaches, even the ones that aren't from here, they immediately gravitate to the panhandle culture, kind of work ethic and all that. And I think when our coaches make sure, this is a personal thing for me, I'm not a coach and I don't pretend to be, but if they can get some local talent, that is very, very important. First of all, Local talent brings local values into the equation, and the values here are different than other places. That's number one. Number two, I think the community appreciates it. I think the community likes it when a, a girl that they know from one of the high schools, and it could be from you know from a big high school. Uh, like, like Amarillo High. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Amar- <laughs> like Amarillo High. But it also could be from... Pampa, which is not a tiny high school, but it could be from Derriset. I mean, Mm -hmm. that's the point is, it could be from Cotton Center, which Mm -hmm. is in the South Plains, not really the Panhandle, but close enough for me. The tiny schools with 100 students in them, pre-K through 12, people like that. We're paying attention to who we are and what we have to offer. And it is remarkable, period. What we have to offer in the Panhandle is remarkable. Yeah, I agree. We're going to take a break, and when we come back, Kendra, I want you to tell me all about the national championship. Absolutely. What, what that day was like. Oh, man, look I can't at, wait to relive it. Look at, look at, look at our smile. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait. All I right. can't help it myself. <laughs> we'll be back in 60 seconds. West Texas A&M University is the Panhandle's university. With a commitment to serving the region and the world, WT is proud to put people, programs, and places first. We are a strong community, a herd of buffaloes proud to call West Texas home. Learn more at wtamu.edu. Welcome back to Reflections from WT. This is episode 46. We're talking with Kendra Potts, WT's volleyball coach. Kendra, you guys were the national champions, which is amazing to even say. She's still smiling. Yeah. yeah. Tell me <laughs> crazy. Tell me about that day. Wow. What we did this year is we just didn't change anything from how we prepped from one day to another. So as far as like the prep went, it was the same. But for some reason, the energy in our meeting room at the hotel, there was just not an ounce of doubt in any of our players when we were going through the scout. I mean, there, there were not a lot of weaknesses in Concordia St. Paul. Plus, that team has won nine national championships. Mm-hmm. You know, they've been there. We had been there, but it had been 25 years. The prep just felt good. The energy was great. How do you prep? How do you prep? What do you, is that mental or is it physical? What is that? Before we get into the gym, it's more of a, a, the mental side of things yeah. and our um, scout, our game plan. As coaches, we watch a, a lot of video. We put together a scouting report that's about four pages long, lots of information, but we want to hit the girls that are thinkers and then the girls that just need a couple notables, you know, a couple yeah. bullet points. So we try to hit on all those cylinders, you know, depending on how our players learn. And we we watch video together, but we keep that pretty simple. But the other side that we do, which I think is probably the most powerful is we start our day every day with our gratitude, what we're thankful for. Doesn't have mm-hmm. to be volleyball at all. It's just mm-hmm. what are we what are we grateful for? And then we talk about our intention, you know, what's our intention for the day and and then we talk about our non-negotiable. And every single person goes around, we talk about it, lots of tears sometimes or lots of laughter, whatever the case may be, but I think it's just super powerful that we can start the day with gratitude all the time. 
it's allowed us to learn each other and just understand us as people over the player and the coach. Even my daughter was in there doing gratitudes and intentions with us that morning. It was, it was just amazing. And, but that's how we've done it. We've done it like that all year long. So it was no different, but you could tell there was just, there was something there. And then we also have a player, we call it a pod. It's a phrase of the day, or it, it can be a story. It can be a verse. It can be whatever the players, you know, inclined to talk about. But Abby Nash, who's very good with words, she's an English major, super creative. She had a saying because we knew what we were up against. It's from a movie, but uh, she, she just said, you know, we might play this team 10 times and we might lose nine, but today is our one. Mm-hmm. And we were just, just, I mean, just chills. And we just knew. We just left that that meeting room, going to the bus, and then we were just loose and free. So you um, knew it. Yeah, I don't, you know, and you can prep yourself and have the best day of your life and still might not come out with the win. That That's the fact, you know, it might, but we put ourselves in the best situation to, to be our best. And then whatever the outcome was, we knew we were ready. The feels were good, but I think we were just, we were loose and free and, and not making the moment too big, but also grateful for the moment we were in. Yeah. yeah. Tell me what it was like when you got to the gym. Again, we don't. We didn't really change anything. the The vibe was the same. The girls were rocking their music in the locker room, um, <laughs> and just you know, being silly, being loose and free. We use that all the time. That wasn't different. The pregame dancing was no different, and that's why I felt really good because I just didn't feel like the girls were overthinking things that day. Yeah, we didn't change a thing. We we prepped the same that day as we did day one of season, and so that's why I felt like you know our our kind of our our thing was just win the day you're in. If it's a Wednesday and we're at practice, let's win that practice. Let's not think about, you know, we're prepping for things, obviously, but we're going to win the day we're in. And so no different. We were just going to win the day we were in. So tell me what that felt like, that final second before the end of the game, and then the buzzer goes off. What did that feel like? Gosh, I remember the the point so clearly. And we we climbed back that fourth set. It didn't look like it was going to go our way down 23-20, and our girls just were stubborn in all the right ways. That's kind of what, you know, just, they were just gritty. Tori serving that ball, and we we had a pretty good inclination they were going to the outside just because that's th- that was the strong point for them at that in that rotation. And we have two freshmen, Emma Becker and Tatum Stowe, going up to, to get the final block, which is pretty cool. And just, I remember, I was like, take this moment in, take this moment in when we won, seeing the girls dogpile. And as coaches, we just always came together and gave gave a good coaching staff hug. And, and Casey uh, Shingler, my, my associate head coach, just said, hey, let's sit here for just a second. Let's, let's, let's sit right here just for, for a little bit longer. And we did. And we just took a lot of breaths. And I was just like, just be here, Kendra. Like, observe, watch, smile, cry. And it still gets me, you know, obviously right now I've just got a big smile on my face because I, I want that. I, this is the joy that we work so hard for. Yeah, I think that's so important. Take the moment in. I'm going to ask you both the same thing. How does being an athlete in college prepare you for the real world? Does it? Well, I think it does. I think it gets you ready to face challenges. It has you assume personal responsibility. You know, this is one of my mantras, this idea of rugged individualism. We are responsible for our own actions, the things we believe, the things we say, the things we do. And I feel like there's a lot of pressure in societies to find other people to put some of that responsibility on if things don't go your way. Mm-hmm. But I think what Kendra does with that team is helps those girls sense personal responsibility for the outcome of the of the work. I'll call it the work, the game. 
And I just think that's fundamentally important. And it doesn't change. I don't care if you're running a company in the private sector or if you're running the government bureaucracy or if you're uh, an elected official or if you have a little mom and pop operation. We're responsible every day for the outcomes that we, not the circumstances that come against us or laid before us. They may not be against us. Some of them may be for us. Not those circumstances. We can do very little about those, although there's some things we can do to avoid negative circumstances. But the bottom line is, I think we just have to be responsible for our response, the way we deal with what is in front of us. That's what I think. I couldn't agree more. You know, we, we talk a lot about controlling what we can control. And a lot of that is just how we respond and how we move forward, but also not forgetting to learn from circumstances and situations. I can't say that a regular student that's just going to school doesn't have those challenges. They might be working a full-time job, having other people to care for. So I don't want to diminish what those regular students go through as well. I can just speak for our student athlete. As far as just the mentality goes, I feel like we just kind of heighten that for them because it's the time management, it's direct communication, it's working with a group of people that have completely different personalities and trying to find a common ground and appreciating the differences, not getting bitter about the differences. That's going to be no different in the workplace. I also say it's going to be no different in a marriage. It's going to, you know, like you can correlate all of these things regardless what path you go. But I love the rugged individualism concept of just learning, growing, and moving forward. We kind of just identify the situation that the pro con of it, learn from it, and then we move forward. That's That's what we take on the court. But also in turn, I think they take it you know, wherever they are off the court, you know, learn, grow, move forward. And so we talk about those things. I think that's where student athletes, they get a chance to just have a a platform to kind of talk through it and go with it. And I'm very happy they have that. You know, I, I hope other students that don't get to, you know, play sports have those mentors or those those groups that they can go to. But I really want our group to be a support system, direct conversation, even when those conversations might be hard. I want to be a boss, if you will. That's one approachable that they can come and ask maybe tough questions to. And I'm, I'm receptive, but I also want them to learn how to take direct, honest feedback and run with it. Don't be a victim to it and know that it's all for the greater good. And so there's so many variables and aspects from workplace to just general, like being able to adult in the beginning stages of adulting. And we all know it's not going to get easier. And so I just want to make sure they have tools when they're done here, that they feel confident that they can conquer, but they also have a place to come back to and be able to talk to somebody about it. Well, Kendra, you're doing something right. Oh, I mean, thanks. your career record, 58 wins and 16 losses. That's pretty amazing. Not many people can say that. So we are, I know Dr. Winter will back me up. We are fortunate to have you. Thank you. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> you. And please, she's staying here and continuing to work with us. It's uh, <laughs> and our people uh, well, and represent the Texas Panhandle. We're glad you, came you. Back, come back home. Thank you. Um, I always show our guest a curveball, and this one's an easy one, I think. So we're going to take volleyball out of the loop, out of the equation. What's your favorite sport other than volleyball, Dr. Windler? Can you say, are you comfortable saying what your favorite sport is other than volleyball? Yeah, it's real easy for me. Let me guess. Let me guess. Can I? Yeah. I bet it's hockey. Yeah, it is. I I like it. Because you're you're a former hockey player. Because I played, yeah, and I wasn't And and because we don't have a hockey team. Yeah, that's that's a real safe safe answer for me. I'm not going to offend anybody. But uh, I'll tell you one thing that I have, and I'm not just saying this because Kendra's here or because, and I do get out to some games, not nearly as many as I, I should, but I have had a new appreciation for intercollegiate athletics for women 
There is something special about the women's programs here, and the men's too, but the women's, I, I have never, I just never have seen it quite the way that it is here. Even at, uh, for example, my most recent experience away from here was at, at Southern Illinois University. We had a tremendous men's basketball program. We filled up the, now it's Banterra Bank Center, we filled that thing up almost all the time for home games. Women, 500 people. So it was, there was this sort of imbalance. But here, I've come under new appreciation generally for softball, women's basketball, volleyball. These sports, team sports for women that, I don't know, there's just something about it that I never had thought much about before. I, to be honest, I'm just being honest. Because the places I was, there wasn't that kind of support. It's, it's real here and it's vital. I think it's people like Kendra. Oh, I agree. What would you say? What would you say is your favorite sport other than volleyball? She, she's going to say hockey. No. <laughs> uh, yeah. The right answer is hockey. No. <laughs> I, I, strategic wise and like just the toughness. Uh, I got, I really got into the girls uh, softball run a couple of years ago. Oh, yeah. And oh my gosh, like I just picture myself being a pitcher on the mound, all eyes on me. You know, it's a team sport, but there's a lot of individual responsibility that's significant to the team, you know? So I really got into that and I just appreciated just the toughness of those girls. So I got into the actual sport and I love watching the World Series play whenever whenever they're playing in the spring, but softball specifically. So I really love that, but I love all sports just because I like seeing groups come together. But I do like football too, just because it's more of the the environment that I think football brings and the excitement and there can be a big football fan or there can just be a person there like just having fun and talking to people. It just, it, it, I think it welcomes a lot of different minds, you know, together, but man, I, I, this is not the softball. Yes. That would be one of my favorite sports, but I really do. I'm kind of a sports geek because I like to see how coaches and players are managing each other. And I take things from all different types of sports being like, that's great. Like, well, I haven't ever thought of that. So hmm. I'm just a sports nerd in general. Is your husband? Is Jim? Oh, yes. So I'm glad we share that. He loves Cubs baseball. So it was a rough go for a little bit until 2016 when they won the World Series. And we had our son that same year. So 2016 is Jim's year. <laughs> I wish we could have another one of those. But yes, yeah, so I've inherited that. Have you guys been to Wrigley Field? Yes, we yeah. have. We went for our fourth anniversary. We love Chicago, too. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yes. So yes. Yeah, a couple of years ago. We yes. Had a lot of fun. Great. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you for joining us. Yes. Thank you all for having me. This is great. Yes. Yeah. All right, and thank you for joining us here at Reflections from WT. Looking forward to seeing you next time.